world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey! Morning! First Friday in fall is upon us. Hey, we do communion on Fridays, folks. So just tell everybody out there, uh, you know, I was raised Catholic. It's amazing how many Catholics or former Catholics are in here. Maybe some current Catholics. And, uh, you know, we were taught, always taught that uh, the, the communion was the, uh, what they call transubstantiation, meaning it actually became the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And, you know, I was having a little discussion before. I don't want to get into it now, but a little discussion with Myra in the pre-show and some others in the pre-show about really if we, if we think if we think this through really the power of god how's the power of god how's it exercised how's it how's it released how do we wield it what do we do with the power of god because the you know scripture says that uh, that this little this little element that i'm getting ready to take here the catholics would say the priest blesses it and then somehow when the priest blesses it it becomes the actual body and blood actual body and blood uh, good question to ask out there. Can I bless it? Does it become the body and blood of Jesus if I bless it? What does it? Why does the priest have to bless it? What, does he have some supernatural power that I don't have? And one of the things that I that I love to do here at Coach Dave Live Past Salt Ministries is I love to slay dragons. I, I love I love to make people think because don't ever forget this. But Jesus Christ, when he went to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders of his day, when he went to them, he said what? You teach his commandments, the doctrines of men. What are the doctrines of men? Man-made doctrines and traditions. And I don't care who you are. If, in fact, they often say, well, what religious tradition are you from? In other words, what set of rules and regulations did you follow when, when you were a Christian, when you were raised as a Christian? What, what traditions did you keep? And one of the things I like to do here is expose false traditions, false behaviors, false beliefs. Now, look, I don't know. I don't know the truth. That's why it's fun to get together, because in the multitude of many counselors is great, great wisdom. And uh, I'm not embarrassing Myra. She prays before us every every morning. She prays, says, good prayer. And my buddy Tim Tuber, I had a conversation with Tim out, out in uh, in uh, Oregon yesterday, called me, had a great conversation with Tim. He's a good man. And he asked that question. He says, what, how do we release? So what, what was the word you used, Myra, when release? What was the word that you used? Unleash, which is found Unleash. in several Bible verses, actually. Okay, unleash, unleash, unleash. And unleash the power would be, uh, I have the power, and I, I let it off the leash. I let it off the leash. But we have to understand that we don't have the ability to 
do anything. It's his power. And all we can do is unleash it. All we can do is apply it. All we can do is exercise it. But our words, our words don't change anything. It's the exercising of what we believe that changes it all. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So as we get ready to take communion here and and Joe, uh, our buddy Joe out there in California leads us. I'm speaking to a lot of the people who just we get new new viewers every day, so they understand. Our buddy Joe out in California picked up uh, leading leading us in communion every fr- every Friday morning. We've been doing it for quite a while, and, and so it's kind of a tradition here. And the Bible says, as often as you really, as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. And even though we're not a church, whatever that means, we certainly are a fellowship, and uh, we come together on Fridays and we. We take communion to celebrate that fellowship of, of uh, being brothers and sisters in Christ. Join heirs to the throne. So, Joe, if you're out there, man, maybe you can get us going here. And um, everybody, look, again, you can use water. You can use fruit juice. You can use orange juice. You can use a hunk of bread. You can use a potato. You can use a peanut. That, whatever, if if... Whatever we're about to eat has the ability to become the body of Jesus. He could, then he, if he can do that, then he can do it in anything, right? You get what I'm saying? So uh, that Catholic tradition, again, is that it's a wafer and wine, which is, I, I get it. That's what they, that's the way they ate. That's the way they ate. They drank wine and they ate bread. So Jesus just said, look, I'm the bread of life, right? The wine represents the blood of Christ. Combining those two. So for those of you out there have trouble figuring out for the, from your traditions, we just simply say, he said, as often as you do this, what? Eat. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So Joe's going to lead us today in a Holy Spirit breakfast. We're going to eat together. And some of you may have a piece of bread. Some of you might have a cracker. Some of you might have a wafer. Some whatever, whatever, whatever. You're doing it. It's not the wafer. It's not the, it's not the wine. It's the faith behind it. You with me? Go ahead, Joe. Thank you, Coach. Almost there. By the way, Joe's in California. It's uh, eight minutes after four out there. We appreciate you getting up in the morning and doing it, Joe. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if I even go to sleep before. (laughs) Um, for as for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as gold, silver, and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, Amen. as of a lamb without blemish and spot and without spot who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Amen. Seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. 
being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Amen. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is uh, as the flower of grass, the grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Amen. Amen. So, Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for this day that you have given us and for this unconventional fellowship that we join here today with you. We thank you for all you've done for us, for doing what no one else could do that we may have. eternal life with our Lord Jesus Christ and with you, Father. For we believe in him and you gave him to the world that those who may believe again may believe in him will have everlasting life. And Lord, we, we find ourselves in unprecedented times we pray for your guidance. We pray that you quickly teach us how to better walk in the spirit, how to better do what you would have us do, think, say, and to show you are in us more often than we've ever done in our lives before. And we thank you or this bread and this wine or juice representing the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. And we examine ourselves asking forgiveness of our transgressions and keep us safe this day and this coming weekend. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you Joe. Thank you, everybody.
Thanks, Joe. Thanks for getting up out there, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Amen, 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 amen. Um, there's a couple things I want to get done here real quickly. Um, um, <laughs> where am I? Um, go to the events page real quickly. We got we got two events going on. Well, first of all, Mel, you, you come in. Come come on in, folks. Let me do a little homework or a little yeah, a little homework here, okay? And then then we'll get into what we're going on. Mel, come in and talk about uh, the uh, uh, Liberty Action Network uh, action we got going on. Come on in. Hey, Coach. I'm actually in my car now, but um, Spencer, if you want to go to the Liberty Action Network website and go to the um, the action that's just been posted, you can either get there from the um, announcement or from the new We're action there. at the top. We're there. We're okay, there. good. All right. So we're supporting Isaac Act, Isaac Yoder, and um, we've put everything there, the um, congressman's numbers and, and kind of the speaking point. So we just want to support him and ask his representatives to to stand with him and to, and to defend him. So it's all explained there. The other thing I wanted to mention this morning is if you go to the events tab, Spencer, um, the ladies event is happening in October uh, on the 14th. And if you're interested in that, now's the time to sign up. So all the information is there and um, the, the two things. Thanks, Coach. All right. So, uh, again, there's a ladies retreat on October 14th. By the way, the same time that Bobby Lee is having a, a Kentucky event, a one-day Kentucky event. Some of you can't get to Ohio. I understand some of you can get to the Kentucky event. Both of those are on the 14th. So we'll get those things posted. But, ladies... Michelle's got a got a great day planned for not just Michelle, but got a great day planned. It's just a one day thing, a one day thing in Kentucky, a one thing day, one uh, one time thing in in uh, Piedmont Lake. So I uh, just want to make sure that you guys are all all aware of that. Cool. Uh, look, uh, real quickly, we're going to talk here in a minute. I'm going to invite all of you in here, uh, Randy and the others who who uh, see. Look, a lot. Bear with me here, folks. We pick up new new viewers every day, new listeners, new viewers every day. They, they don't know what we're all about. And they don't understand that we're an action-oriented ministry, that we are a faith-on-the-street ministry. Now, that I've spent, uh, this is show number, what is it? I got it written down here, 1,984. And I've spent 1,984 mornings trying to train, equip, and mobilize the saints for the work of the ministry. This is not a top-down ministry, although it is in some ways. Um, it is a top down. By the way, Jeff Klein, I'm sure we got street on, uh, on the garage or a street uh, on the street in Mount Vernon tomorrow. We got our we got our event tomorrow, the uh, prepare to stand event tomorrow. Uh, look, I can't pull your teeth and make it. I, I can't pull your teeth. And make it do it. I just try to present information to you. If you don't want the information, I, I you know, I don't know what to say. And it, by the way, if you don't get it now, you can you can buy it, uh, purchase it later on, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we are not a top-down ministry, although I'm at the top of it, but that's not what it is. And I could go on and on and on with all the great things that are going on that different people are doing in different places, ministries, literally, that have been birthed out of this ministry, which is what is supposed to happen, right? Uh, Craig, Craig Mickle's got an unbelievable thing going on with the keychains. I didn't even, I didn't even know about it. We know what Randy's doing. We see what Jeff Klein's doing. We see what Clay. Everywhere you look, people are doing stuff. Why? Because here we try to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's what we try to do. Chad's, I mean, people are out there, Bobby, Chad, I could, man, see, as soon as I start naming names, I forget people. Mel was birthed out of this. The Liberty Action Network was birthed out of this. What Ohio Brett's doing was birthed out of this. 
We train, equip, and send. Do you, you are you guys picking it up? That's what that's what we try to do. I don't I don't ever want this to be a a coach centered, pass assault centered thing. That's that's not what it is. And I I get over. I I was overwhelmed yesterday when I was talking to Craig. I had no idea how much legwork Craig Mickle had done for uh, Save Our. What's the name of it, Craig? I got it right. I'll find it here. Craig's website. I just felt so stupid because I knew about it, but I didn't really know about it. savinggodschildren.com. Can you pull that up there? This is not really ready to go yet, but look what, look what Craig Mickle is doing behind the scenes. That, again, I felt stupid, but it's good, isn't it? That he's just got encouraged and doing his own thing. There it is. This website's about to launch. In fact, it's sort of launched now, savinggodschildren.com. See, look, look at this, what Craig has put together. So for those of you all across America, here's what I'm saying. We're here to help. If you have a vision, we're here to help. I want to help you do. I want you to get your turn at the plate. I want you to get your chance to pitch. I want you to get your chance to kick the football. I want you to get your chance to dunk a basketball. I want you to get involved. And I just happen, this happens to be the vehicle, the platform through which all this stuff is happening. And you know, we got uh, the reason we're doing this show the way we are this morning is because the feedback from people who, for the first time, went out. A lot of them, for the first time, went out. They have testimonies of what happened. I can remember when I first went to the street for the first time. What I, what it did to me inside. Now I said this last week. I saw Betty Perkins street preaching. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I said, Lord, are you kidding me? That fruit. That is fruit there. So question is, what kind of fruit are you producing? Because we're supposed to have fruit. The Bible says not just fruit, but fruit that abides, long-lasting fruit. What kind of fruit do you have? And uh, so one, one of the things we want to do here this morning is we want to, I want to open it up because I want to hear some testimonies from people. Look, it doesn't have to be about what we did last week, but I know there's I know some testimonies there. And if you would, uh, Spencer, I don't know if you can pull it up. I send it to you. I think you can. Pull up the, um, I'm trying to find what it was. The declaration. Can you pull that declaration up? Yeah, thanks, Spencer. Friends, we ought to be seeing this declaration every day. Okay, look, we went and we cut off the, call it cords, whatever you want to. We did what the Lord asked us to do. We went and showed up at 12 different federal courts and we cut the cords. We did. But we know this, you have to crush it. You have to crush it. And even though that we tore off those cords, we have to continue to declare and decree. And so that's what Randy has put together here, this declaration. And you ought to all download this or at least put it someplace on your computer or in your prayer time every day that we declare these things. We continue to say, thus saith the Lord. This is what the Lord said. It's not us. Uh, we're, we're not doing anything special other than repeating what the Lord has done. Are, are, you, are you, you tracking with me there this morning? So even if you're out in who, who knows where and you didn't get a chance to go to a courthouse, you can look. You, here's the long time ago, five years ago, 10 years. When was the Gulf War? When was that? When, when was the Gulf War? Does anybody remember what, what year that was? Ninety-one, nineteen ninety-one. Nineteen ninety-one. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-one. Nineteen ninety-one. In nineteen ninety-one, the Holy Spirit 
gave me the vision for how, how we went. It's called the SWAT team. Spiritual Weapons and Tactics, the SWAT team. And the Lord showed me, well, that sounds religious. It wasn't a vision. But he showed me what, what happened in the Gulf War. And what happened in the Gulf War? Well, the first thing they did in the Gulf War is they sent in air power. They called them sorties. You remember that? Most of us have never heard. What, what's a sortie? What's a sortie? Well, a sortie was a, a, a military operation by a plane. It would go in and it would drop a bomb and another one would go and drop a bomb. Those were called sorties. And so when we went into the Gulf War, what did they do first? They bombarded the ground from the air. Are you, are you tracking with me? Friends, that's the prayer force. That's the prayer force. Before we go in and try to claim ground, we have to unleash the prayer force. You with me? And then after the prayer force is unleashed, almost simultaneously, actually, they sent in the special ops guys. They, sn they snuck in the, they snuck in the, what do they call those guys? I mean, the, the Navy, what, I, my brain is totally working here this morning. You know what I'm saying, right? They sent those guys in, those special ops guys, the Navy SEALs. They're bombing from the air, pray, pray and then they sent in their infiltrators. And their infiltrators went in and they did what it was that they were supposed to do, right? And then after, after the bombing and after the ground was softened up by the, by the prayer force, and then after the, the SWAT teams went in and they began to uh, get control of some area, then what they do? Well, then they brought in the infantry. And we know if we go back and we look at the Gulf War, they said that when, when the military, when the infantry hit the ground, the guys came up out of the bunkers and just turned over their guns. They just gave it. Gave, you remember that, folks? Do you remember that? The march into Baghdad, they just surrendered. So the Lord showed me that as a pattern. SWAT team, spiritual weapons and tactics. Prayer force first. SWAT team, secret boots on the ground, which is what we did last week. And then what? Then comes the infantry. But without an organized effort, we're just shooting cap guns. And so that's what we try to do here. And that's what Randy put together last week. He put together that exact thing. My friends, we have to keep bombing them. We got to keep, we got to keep dropping bombs. We got to keep infiltrating. We got to keep. Hmm? The war was won, but the cleanups still, we're in the process of the cleanup. That's why I tell you every day when I come in here, the sun's coming up. It's not going down. Huh? It's, we're getting, it's getting better. It's getting better. We're winning. But war isn't over yet. All right. So what I would like to do, let me make my notes, make sure I don't get, get ahead of myself here. What I, what I want to do is I'd, I'd love to hear from you some testimonies from, from last week. And again, if you could, Mr. Uh, producer, throw up that third day declaration again. And there's no reason why, whether we would pick a time, whether it would be noon, whether it be in the morning, if you would print this off, or pull it up on your computer, and all of us, Bible says wherever two or more are gathered, he's in our midst. If we would ever focus our guns at the same time, at the same target, they don't have a chance, friends. So just quickly, if you scroll down, I'm not going to read it because you all know what it is. If you have a testimony, you can start, you can start lining up and coming in here now. 
There it is. Uh, then the scroll down through this, Spencer, if you can, real slowly, so people can see what the third day declaration is. And we're just repeating God's words, being obedient to what he says. And we just continue. There's his decrees. And we need to dec- decree these. Thus says the Lord, we all can do this. We now have gone from the prayer force to the SWAT team to now the infantry's moving in. Bible says wherever two or more gathered, he, it'll be done. So we have to begin to do this every day. You hear that, Michelle? We have to do these declarations and these these decrees of the Lord, all right? Because, again, two or more are gathered, power of agreement, power of agreement. So uh, I want to dedicate the next 34 minutes. I want to hear, like, there's some testimonies, some things that happened, where you went, uh, who, who you took with you, what happened? What happened to you? Uh, friends, miracles don't always show up immediately. Right? You know, you think about a flood. If they, if they told me right now that uh, the dam had burst and I'm 20 miles away from the dam, I don't worry about it. Because it's going to take a while for it to get to me. So if the dam has burst and... We think we're going to see the water right now. No, 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 no. It's going, to, it's going to take a while. That's why we have to plow and continue to water, continue to do all that stuff. And so I'd like to engage all of you now with the infantry. Let's move in. Let's clean this thing up. Do you understand? Do you understand legally what's going on in this nation? Do you understand? The Isaac Yoders of the world, the, the godly men who are being persecuted, the lying deception of our wicked Luciferian government. Well, we have the power to bring that down. All power has been given unto us, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. Go. Let's go do it. That's what that's what we're talking about. Myra, go ahead. And then Jonathan Voss, you come in after that. Go ahead. Yes, Coach. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in leading us in all truth. And I'm, I'm certainly grateful for the opportunity I was given to you. On Sunday, 9-17-2023, Steve Deck put a... Um, uh, an email with the help of Randy, and we met with Randy with Shepherd Farm, and uh, it was a blessed time. We went to the U.S. Court of Appeals on 917. Um, women of God came with me, Rita, Bernadette, and Attorney Aline, and uh, we had a blessed time. And I'm going to um, read one of the Bible verses that um, Randy put it in the in the email and it has a lot of meaning it is written justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne mercy and truth shall go before thy faith read that again read that again myra folks yes coach i'll be delighted this is the word word of god lord go ahead psalm 89 14 justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Justice and judgment is where the Lord lives. It's where he lives. And justice and judgment. Is that what it says, Myra? Habitation of his throne? That's where he lives? Yes. yes. God, lives, God lives in justice and judgment? Really? Go ahead. Yes, and mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Hallelujah. Mercy and truth. Isn't it amazing how those... Judgment, justice, mercy, and truth all go together. Unbelievable. Jonathan, come on in. Good morning, everybody. Um, my, my dad, Don Voss, and my brother Joshua Voss and I went 
to the seventh district court of appeals in Chicago, right there in the belly. It was great. Yeah. Awesome. We encountered zero resistance. Uh, we were absolutely hundred percent covered, flew down into Chicago under the cover of a huge rainstorm. It was awesome. Swamp team. You're the SWAT team, right, Jonathan? You're That's sneaking right. in. They don't even know you. They don't That's even know right. you're on the ground. Amen. Yeah, it was, it was great. We didn't have any any interference, any um, issues whatsoever. Got to do our Jericho mark around the, march around the building. We actually encompassed a, additional blocks into our Jericho march because we, we noticed that it's not just one building. It's a whole federal plaza. And then when you look around, you see all of the you know, what Randy was referring to a couple days ago, all the imagery, you see all these secret society club buildings around yeah, yeah, the federal yeah. plaza. You see the bar association right next door, the law Institute right next door. So you can see, it's just a perfect breeding ground for all this corruption and all this uh, unethical behavior, but it was amazing. I love it. Can't wait Chris, to do more. Principalities and powers, right? Jonathan, you saw, you saw them, you saw the images, the natural yes, physical Principalities and powers, they are all represented there, folks. And we we stood there and we looked up, we're in Cincinnati, we look up the, the gargoyles. In fact, as we were walking around, we saw the we saw the steeples, which we now know are what? They're nothing more than power sources. We saw them, these these at the top of all these federal buildings, folks. They understand something we don't understand, see? And the Bible tells us what? That we're to pull those down, tear down those things, right? And we don't do that physically, which is part of the problem that we got involved with at, at, uh, in uh, January 6th. They don't understand. We didn't go to overthrow the government. We went to overthrow principalities and powers, the powers above the government. You understand it? You understand? And see, the average Christian doesn't have any idea what we're talking about. In fact, you could go share it with some of your family and friends. They, they, they would think you're crazy. They don't understand, but they don't understand Ephesians, right? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, evil spirits in high places, weapon our warfare not carnal, mighty through God, pulling down the stronghold. They don't understand Psalm 2, the kings of this earth can upset themselves, the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against his anointed. They don't understand that it's a battle between the good and a battle against evil, a battle against, it's not Republican, Democrat. In fact, folks, the more I open my eyes and look around, the Republicans and Democrats, they're the same party. They're the exact same party. It's a, it's a game that they're playing with us. Why? Because they're all controlled by principalities and powers. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves is why, how do we get victory over it? We don't get victory over those principalities and powers by electing Republicans. That hasn't worked, has it? That hasn't worked. We don't do that. They have the two they have the two-party system to give an appearance. By the way, how come there's only two positions? How come there's only two parties? How come I can't be a Republican and be against uh, whatever, whatever? Why do why the Democrats have one side of it and the Republicans have the other side of it? So if I'm a Republican, then I have to agree with wars? I have to, I have to agree with that? And if I'm a Democrat, I have to agree with abortion? Really? That is that way? See, that's all the mind control, everything that's going on around us. And we have the power, thank you, Lord, to bring down those principalities and powers. But we have to know how to exercise it, how to move, SWAT team, spiritual warfare, bomb them from the sky, take possession of it, sneak in. That's what we did, cut their cords. Some of you think we're crazy. Well, we are. Bible says we're peculiar. Crazy like a fox. That's what we are. Judah, come on, and then Lorraine. Coach, 
Well, he just saw he just saw what we spoke about the other day. Each one of these uh, courthouses are surrounded by all these Luciferian buildings and organizations that are up supporting them. And so, if you look to the north, south, and east, west of each one of those buildings, you'll identify these uh, uh, Luciferians and what they're doing to be able to have their control grid. But you know what's great is you know it says uh, in Proverbs 14. 14, faithfulness will be fully repaid for those in their ways and the good man rewarded for his. It's the biggest thing is knowing uh, where we're fighting and what we're doing. And as you guys went out and did that, it's absolutely incredible. Um, I, I tell people is behind the scenes, yesterday they had um, all kinds of stuff. Zelensky obviously came into D.C., and there's a gift in this because the Holy Spirit is sifting things out. I think it's Congressman Mike, um, uh, Congressman is it Mike Todd uh, from Ohio just got uh, yesterday his photo. He's supposed to be Republican. Photos with Zelensky. Um, uh, McCarthy got his photos with Zelensky. The American people are seeing firsthand who needs to be outed. Amen. And they show these public photos with these people. They're declaring to the American people who you need to send your letter to. Who do you need to go visit? Because now you can visit the halls of Congress and, and go and visit with these people. Leave a note on their door. You know, I implore everybody to get involved and take action. Amen. You know, um, uh, Colonel Ranklin, Ivan Ranklin, we're actually down here in uh, Bart's Fest in Kentucky. He's going to give an incredible talk today, but he gave one yesterday, two days ago with uh, Scott Ketzerson. And uh, the talk is uh, 2541, if anyone wants to look it up. But I'll tell you what, these guys have the pressure on, the pressure cooker. We're outing every one of these people, exposing the swamp. And you know what? It's godly men and women like us, like you, who say, you know what, we're going to go to these people's homes and we're going to share the truth with them and let them know they're fired. Amen. They're absolutely fired because we're taking ground, we're taking spiritual ground. Amen. Spiritual first as above, so beneath, right? Spiritual ground first, folks. Look, you know one of the things that really, really struck me, Lauren, uh, just a second, I'll get you in here. Anybody else, come on in. We want to hear from you. Uh, I was amazed as we were down in Cincinnati. And looked around at those old steepled churches that for the most part have been shuttered. Folks, there's no Christianity in the inner city anymore. There's none. It's been overthrown. It's been overthrown by governmental buildings, Luciferian governmental buildings. You drive into your, whatever major city that you're near, you drive in downtown and you, you'll see these old edifices that were built in this in the in the, in, in the city, because why? Because it was righteousness that upheld a nation. And they built the churches right downtown where the government was. Now they're museums, for the most part. God help us. Lorraine, come on in. Well, his mercy is new every morning, and that's Amen. what he promises. Amen. So, and with that, as y'all have been talking, um, you know, we, they have all these graven images all over the place, and we're yeah. numb to it. 
But yet, if any of us wear a cross around our neck, we're literally, you know, if you have a cross or you, you, you wear a cross, you say, oh, you have a great, you have an idol, you have an idol. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have an idol. So why are they, they I mean, we have some very large uh, non-denominational churches here. And one was Willow Creek that had Bill Hybels. And the other one is like led by Medusa. Um, and I'm openly saying it and I'll tell it to his face. Uh, James McDonald from Harvest. Yeah. I, I mean, he's literally, that man is Medusa. So if he, and I may get repercussions from that, but I really don't care. Um, but that may, but it's so demonic. Like they, they literally took like, even like when Bill Hybels, when he started Will Creek, they took the cross out of their buildings because they didn't want to offend anybody who had church hurt. Seriously, the cross is where you get the healing and then you, you go get your healing at the cross. And then there's, you know what, there's Easter Sunday. You know, and they want to remove the cross, but you can't wear the cross. But like you go to all these buildings and I won't go into the city of Chicago because I it's I just I can't. And it's too dangerous for me unless I'm with a bunch of people, because they literally now like as you're driving in the highways into the city, like you literally can be shot just driving on the highway because there's crossfire Mm. all the time going back and forth between um, each side of the highways. So, and that's what's taken over. We have to counter it, you know, and get get out of the steam bath in the locker room, get into the locker room, get in and, and go through the playbook, rehearse the playbook, get on the field and practice, and then get, and then once we're on the field and practice, make sure that you're up. And that like you, like yesterday, what I wanted to tell you is that as a coach, I can't hear my coach if he says, you know, Laura, you know, move, move to the right, Laura, stay closer to the first baseman. They always hit the line drive down the first base. If he just talks normal, I can't hear him tell me, Laura, first base, look, come around the corner. Come. If you're coming around the corner, around the bases, I need to hear the third base coach say, go, go. Cause I'm not focused on looking at the bases. I'm focused on running and getting home. That's all I'm focused on. If you're first in goal, you're first in goal to get across that line to score that touchdown. That's what you're there for. You're not focused on, well, how many defensive backs do they have? How, you know, well, you know, what's Kelsey going to do? I don't care. I'm focused on getting across the line. That's Amen. all I'm focused for. Kelsey blocks, you know, for his quarterback. He's pushing him out of the way so the quarterback can get in. So that's that's what we're supposed to do. Land the ball, you know, you know, homes to the other Kelsey, right? Get him in, run the route, get to where you need to be. That's right. That's you right. know, and Deion Sanders says, it's not because of me. That's his motto. It's not because of me. Because if you've if you've done it and you've prepared for what you're supposed to do, what the Lord has called us to do, and you're prepared, and you're in the playbook of His Bible, and we're in a huddle every single day, we're no good being in the huddle if coach if you don't release us and say go now. This is the play that you have. If we're in the huddle and we're all sitting here talking, really, what good is it if you're not released to go play to go execute that play? Amen. Sorry, that, sorry Amen. that's just like. And that's what we're here for. And that's right. Do your job, man. From yesterday. And I and if you don't if you don't raise your voice and tell me, you know, get to the right, get to the left, pay attention to the you know to the right tackle, pay attention, then you can't. 
You don't know because you're trusting the coach to lead you to tell you the play so that you need to go. So when the quarterback executes the play or the kicker does or the defensive back, you know, or the right tackle, everybody knows their part. So that way we can get across the goal and win. And, and that's what so, we're supposed to do as Christians. So, Laura Ann, can you hear what the oh, you know what the Holy Spirit just said to me? I'm not kidding you, man. Uh, he says, uh, "You're talking. See, you're talking about action, taking ground, crushing the serpent. That's what's really exactly. what you're saying, Laura." And the and the Holy Spirit just said to me that most pastors are taking a knee. Does exactly. It, does, anybody, does anybody know what it means to take a knee in football? Anybody know what it means to take a knee? It means they snap the ball, they take a knee, the game's over. Most pastors have taken a knee. They've taken and a knee. And that's what they did. But that's what they did. That's what Kaepernick did to to, to all of football. Yes. Take a knee, the game's over. The yes, game right? is over. That was, a, right. that was the enemy saying the game's over, God didn't win. But you I'm know what? Enemy, God didn't win. Knee. I ain't taking a knee, baby. <laughs> That's a good one, Lord. I ain't taking a knee. I don't know about the rest of you. Christianity's taking a knee. That's what's happened. Amen. Linda, come on in. Good morning, everybody. Well, I just, my husband and I um, were so honored to be able to support through prayer everybody that was at all 12 locations Amen. on the 17th. And I just have to tell you that it is, it is not until you engage yourself with God that you actually live. I Amen. have experienced that. Amen. Um, and, and also, um, I had mentioned some time ago about, I mean, God told me that we need to get the Ten Commandments. He just kept drilling the Ten Commandments into my head. So I have just finished carpet bombing over 200 um, Florida representatives, senators, U.S. senators and congressmen and sheriffs and school board members all in the state of Florida. Um, and I have a lot more states to go. So if anybody wants to join, and I mean, I'm funding this myself and everybody funds whatever they send out, but I am carpet bombing this um, treaty uh the treaties that i had written up um to return to morality but also yes. yes return to morality and also i made up little business cards with the ten commandments and included in every one of them so every time i'm mailing wow. i am praying that it is going to pierce the heart of whomever reads this and it's not going in the trash, it's going in their heart. Folks, do you see what the Holy Spirit's doing? Do you, do you see this? Do you understand this? Because somewhere along the line, he told Linda to do this, and Linda said, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. To obey is better than to sacrifice. Okay, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Lord, that seems like that's really crazy. Yeah, I know, but I'll do it, Lord. I know, I'll do it. Why? Because I'm a peculiar person. I'm a peculiar person, and I'm tired of going to churches where the pastors tell me to take a knee. I'm tired. I ain't taking a knee. I'm not taking a knee because of, when I take a knee, I send a message to everybody. I give up. I quit. I quit. Huh? Oh yeah, rapture's coming. We're going to be out. Take a knee. Just take a knee and wait, boys and girls. Clock's going to run out. Take a knee. Hey, Linda, put your contact information, email, whatever, in the chat so we can capture it because I'm sure some people will want to talk to you. Amen. God Absolutely. bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Man, oh man. See, I love him. This see, this is this is my heart, man. 
not this my I, I I went to little David's uh, I make I'm making a point here. Went to little David's football game the other day. He's playing a tackle, and I've been taught to t- telling him to get two blocks on every play. And I think I told you all that story. And there's nothing more rewarding than to watch to sit up in those stands and watch him endeavor. He doesn't always do it, but endeavor to get two blocks every play. It's a mindset with him now. It's endeavors. Are you endeavoring to get a block? Are you endeavoring? Are you trying? Are you moving? Are you waiting for me to send you? Or are you going to listen to the Holy Spirit? And he tells you, go do that. Hey, see that over there? Go do that. Are you going to go do that or not? Maybe the kingdom isn't getting advanced because those of you who he's telling you to run a play are taking a knee. Because that's what your pastor told you. Take a knee. Hey, Betty, no no reason to get all excited, Betty. Just take a knee. We'll be out here soon. Hey, Lorraine. Hey, Lorraine, listen. You're bouncing around too much. Just take a knee. Just take a knee. Jonathan Voss, take a knee. No way. Take a knee, will you? You guys just take a knee. Just take a knee. God's in control. You don't have to do anything. Just take a knee. Take a knee. Randy. Take a knee. Randy ain't taking no knee. No, I, sur- I surrendered only to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, Coach. That's who I surrendered to. But Coach, you, Boom. I, I wish some of these people that went that did the operation, Coach, I mean, a lot of them are quiet. They're not going to get in and say as much because they feel like it's almost bragging because we saw such – so much amazing things happen in the moment. But, Coach, we could spend it's, it's two days. It's encouragement, Randy. It's encouragement. We need to hear it. But, you know, it's kind of like, Coach, if the SWAT, the SEAL team went in and did something and uh, and how they're back and they, they really like, you know, they're just going to rest and, and see what God's going to do now. But I'm telling you, when we hear some of the stories from these people, and some of them aren't on today for whatever reason. I don't know. But some of them are. I would encourage them to just, just give us a quick testimony, Coach. Amen. Because that's, what's, that's what fires us up to, to do this. Yeah, I mean, right. if we don't see any results, why would we keep doing it? I mean, why would we? We want to see the power of God unleashed when we do this. Paul said, I walk in the power and demonstration of God, Coach. Amen. Why? Because he, had, he was filled with the Spirit. And he could hear God, and he could go walk, and he could do what God was wanting to do. And, and these people walked in that power, Coach. We need to hear them, Lord. It, it'll change us all, Coach. Amen. 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 Come you got to come in. Tell them. Roger. Come on in, Roger. Thanks, Randy. Now it's lighting up. Go ahead, Roger. Dave, is, was there, is there ever a time – that you wanted to be able to, that you felt that you could leave the field, the stadium, and they didn't need you and the team could go forward and play and be victorious? Or is there always a need for a coach? Well, as if, as, as I said many times, if I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of a football game, the, the game would go on. My assistant coaches would have, would have run it. Well, I mean, so, I'm even thinking about the players because I think of, you know, I look at your role and the pastor role very similar at times. Yeah. Um, and our goal really in the church should be that we don't really need a pastor. <laughs> that thing could function and run. And no, I've often wondered as a coach, are there teams that are so well, you know, greased that the coach could say, guys, it's halftime. I'm going home and having a cup of coffee. Go take care of this. Okay. So here it is, Roger. This is very simple. It's all, it's in all of life. It's in a football game. It's whatever. 
everything they do on the football field is because of delegated authority. It's delegated authority, right? I give you the power to go do that. I'm going to train you how to do this. And then I give you the power to do it. Delegated authority. You go. You go block that guy. I taught you how to do it. You don't need to come back here and get your back rubbed. That's your job. You go do it. And if, if something's out of, uh, something out of whack, you go to your position, coach. You don't come to me, but you go do it. And if you're in the huddle and there's no coach out there, then you listen to the captain or the quarterback. Everything is delegated authority. And Jesus said, all power has been given unto me, and I give it unto you. Will you guys go block somebody? That's what he said. That's what he said. That's the way I see it, Rog. Delegated yeah, authority. No, that, that makes sense. I think of even your ministry of, you know, if you were to pass away tomorrow, um, how would we continue? Would we continue because of your gifting? But then I also, you know, you look at these huge mega churches and you know, we've got, we've got one down the street from us. And if that pastor were to pass away, that will just, that land will just be sold. I mean, it'll, That's right. it'll be more, it'll be more apartments. Amen. By the way, that big church down the road for you probably doesn't even have a cross on top of it. Be my guess. No, I know it. Oh, crosses, yeah. crosses all came down. Yeah, amen. That's why I wear this, right? Huh? This is my crown, baby. That's my crown. Yes, Randy. Thanks, Roger. Randy Conway. Good to hear you, Randy. Come on in. Good all right. Uh, well, uh, I, you know, I was, I was just listening, Coach, but I, uh, you encouraged it for people to, to uh, testify, so I will, you know, and, and what you've been saying this morning about SWAT teams and the prayer force and things, you know, we know that faith without works is dead, but so is prayer without action. Amen. And uh, it's understood that we, the people, uh, will only enjoy the liberty that's granted to us by God as our founding fathers envisioned to the extent that we do the law enforcement duties. That's us. Yes, sir. Uh, so uh, we have to do it, but we can't go out here and, and necessarily arrest somebody, but we can't access the courts of heaven. And that's exactly what happened on Sunday. Uh, we did it the way that, that we can and that we should, and we don't understand the power that we have through uh, access to the courts of heaven. It's literally the law of agency because the Bible says that all power in heaven and on earth was given to Jesus Christ, and he made us his ambassadors, and through that law of agency, we can access all power in yeah. heaven and earth. It is agency as ambassadors. We're not ambassadors without, without agency. We're not ambassadors in name only. We're ambassadors that have a duty to fulfill as ambassadors of his kingdom. And what happened to us in St. Louis uh, as we went down and we uh, – read the, the prophecies, the declarations, the decrees, and prayed. We continued to pray as we did our Jericho march because the Holy Spirit kept bringing things to mind that we need to add to it. And like uh, uh, Jonathan Voss, we actually walked several blocks away and saw the other buildings that were nearby that were uh, the municipal court for the city of St. Louis and the county court for the county of St. Louis, as well as the federal court that we were marching around. But the, the quick testimony is this, Coach, uh, we were encountered uh, early on when we got there by a security guard, armed security guard, private security. It wasn't law enforcement, but it was security for for this particular building. And it's a very tall, you know, 29 story building. Looked like the Tower of Babel standing up down there uh, near the uh, the archway in uh, St. Louis. And asked what we were doing, and. Uh, one of the brothers that was with us said, well, we're just praying and, and left it at that. And I thought, well, we, you know, 
we probably need a little bit more explanation because as we started around the building to walk, he encountered us again. Because you know, okay, you're praying, but now you're now you're moving. You're walking around the building. What are you doing? And we actually <laughs> stopped and and met with this gentleman, asked him his name, told him, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in this building. There there are judges in here who are affecting people's lives. There are attorneys who are bringing cases before those judges. There are people who are are the litigants and victims and 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 prosecutors and all these things are happening to families. It's affecting people. The, the judgments coming out of this building are affecting people's lives. So we're gonna pray for those judges that they'll be righteous judges. We're gonna pray for those attorneys that, that they'll, they'll attempt to do you know a righteous thing because uh, I could go down a, a long road about the Bar Association, the whole corporation, all that. That's not the place for this today. But uh, and, and those families that are affected, and I said, and all the people, there's 29 stories here, a lot of people working in here. We're going to pray for their protection because mm. this is a dangerous place. And, you know, we need God's protection over them. And since you're an employee here, we're going to pray for you as well. We prayed for him by, by name, standing out there on the sidewalk and asked that God would would protect him as he worked in this place. And 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 uh, that uh, the peace of God would be on his family. You know, he never encountered us again. He went back into the building. Kevin Van Story said, you know, he said, it just hit me what you just did. You just totally disarmed him at that moment Amen. because we included him in what we were doing. And we, we did our Jericho march. We blew the shofars. We anointed the place with oil. We placed our, our, our stones with scripture around at the, the corners and the entrances. And what we did, coach, because I, I said that we, the people will only enjoy the liberty granted by God uh, as our founding fathers envisioned, to the extent we do the law enforcement duties. But we, our law enforcement duties are not of this world because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, yeah. against principalities and powers, rulers and thrones in heavenly places. So we went to the courts of heaven and said, God, you know who inside this building can be redeemed and who cannot be redeemed. Yeah. Those who can be redeemed, we pray for their redemption. We pray for their souls. We pray for for them to, to be righteous and, and holy and just. And those who cannot be redeemed, remove them from this building. Amen. And if this entire building cannot be redeemed, bring it down as you did the Tower of Babel. So we can encounter the enemy uh, through the agency that we have as ambassadors of Christ. The Bible says that we are a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, and a an holy nation. And the only thing we successfully done so far is be peculiar. And we have to we have to take up the robe of priesthood. We're royal because of the adoption into a regal position of a royal family. Jesus is king. There is no other. He is the king of kings. That gives us the royalty. We have to take up the mantle of the priesthood. And when we do, and we come together, as you're calling people together here, and you've heard my message, you know I'm I'm looking at coming out of Babylon and establishing that holy nation. And and what happened Sunday was a step towards that goal. And, and I, hey, Randy, just uh, God bless you, brother, for following your path, brother, right? You're, you're a you, trailblazer, right? You're a trailblazer. People thought you were nuts. You're peculiar. You keep at it, brother. It's going to bear much fruit. Appreciate you, buddy. More than you know, appreciate you. Eileen, come on in real quick. Then Joe. Good morning. Uh, this was more of a personal testimony, but... Um, I've been in sidewalk ministry a long time and protesting when they, I'm the rent a protester. Anytime they need a, someone to protest, to stand up for God's kingdom, they call Eileen. Uh, but 
when I, I'm from, I live in Michigan, and when I heard about this call to action, uh, that we were good, and I'm a retired attorney, and I heard we were going to these courthouses. Um, it just, uh, God put it on my heart, the Holy Spirit. I pray every day, give me eyes to see and ears to hear. And I ask, what do you want me to do today to build the kingdom? Yeah. So I, then uh, when you gave the date, September 17th, I, I remember, then it, it all came clear. Oh, I'm going to be in Annapolis. That's only a half hour from DC. So that's when I reached out to you, coach. And then I met up. We And then I said to my husband, uh, we have to go to DC on Sunday. And he's like, "You, we have to do what? And the last time I was in DC was January 6th. Oh, and man. so he's like, um, I said, well, if you're not going to go with me, then I'll take the truck and I'll go. Oh, no. If you get arrested, um, then in my truck, I'm not going to have you or the truck. So uh, he drove me there and, uh, it, you know, he is, is not big on cities and, and especially D.C. Uh, but we met up with Myra and Rita and, and Bernadette and, and it was beautiful. One thing that struck me is in front of this Court of Appeals building, all I could see was the backside of this huge sculpture and it looked like a serpent. And I said to Rita, I hope that's not a serpent in front of that building. And she said, well, let's go take a look. And we walked closer and it, by the grace of God, it was a huge lion. Mm. Uh, and then across the sidewalk were the two cubs. So I looked that up, um, what that meant. And, and, you know, that's a whole nother story. But then when we walked down to Constitution Avenue, I hadn't been down there since I said January 6th. And to just feel the difference between mm. from the woman that I was, the person that I was in 2021 to who I am now. Because in 2021, I was just going with the crowd and just looking around and, and you know, being a part of it. And now we came with our weapons Amen. and our Amen. swords and our guns blazing Amen. that we, this was, we were going to bring down um, this evil. Amen. So thank you so much. And thank you, Randy. God bless you. Wow. What a story. <laughs> what a story. Uh, who did I say? Joe Carrico. Joe, clear out there on the West Coast. Got up and went and did it. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, yeah. Morning, Coach. Um, well, Jeff Nell and... Myself and my best friend, Terry Lynn, we all drove in. I think Jeff drove five and a half hours from near Reno, and we came from uh, Northern California down into the Bay Area. And uh, I really wasn't looking forward to visiting San Francisco because it's not the city it was when I grew up. It's it's a dark place now. Uh, but uh, I have to admit, I, I did, and we did feel that... Uh, uh, there had been uh, uh, intercessory prayers already, and uh, I, I think a lot of people, including ourselves, have been praying about this beforehand. And it wasn't as as bad as I expected it to be, but it was a very dark place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to walk every place you step. Don't step in the wrong thing that somebody sort of left behind them, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, but we. Uh, uh, hit, hit our stones and I had accidentally 
only six uh, with me and i i found one there and put the verses under it and hit it um and it was the only stone i saw the whole whole time was the when i needed one there was one right there and it was bigger than any of the other ones that i had sort of uh hidden around and uh uh, uh we saw one of the enemy sort of manifest by at least Lynn and I, I saw this individual uh, as I was reading in purgatory prayer, and uh, as he passed me, he uh, I didn't see, but he turned around, made eye contact with Lynn and uh, it was he had looked like he was dazed and a zombie when he passed me, mm. um, and um, uh, we I especially prayed your favorite imprecatory psalms. Uh, Coach, Coach Dave, because it was uh, Psalms fifty-eight six. Break their teeth, O God, those young lions. Amen. And uh, I put that one out there for you. Amen, so. Joe. Folks, everywhere you put your foot, everywhere you put your foot, it's given to us as an inheritance. Now, look, it's after eight. I'm gonna. If we have to cut the feed to the Patriot Party news, that's fine. God bless you, folks. We're gonna stay right here. We want to keep rolling. We'll keep streaming, and because uh, we, we, this is important. Listen, folks. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Huh? You have to tell somebody. It encourages the hearts of other people. Now, I know Joe will never say this, but Joe was a little bit nervous about going there. He's an attorney. He could get in trouble, all that kind of stuff, right? We have to face our fears, folks. We, we, look, uh, I'm going to tell you something. You ever been in a fight? I don't care what that fight is. If you're not afraid, there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with fear. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. There's something wrong with staying afraid. That's what courage is all about. That's what courage is all about. So goodbye to all of you. You have to go. Rest of you, if you want to, you can log on at CoachDaveLive.com. CoachDaveLive.com. I want to continue this stream because we want to hear what these folks have to say. God bless you all. Come on in, Betty. Yes. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, before we were born, God chose us to do whatever we, whatever, however where our life was going to be. For me, it was 10 years of uh, child abuse, sex trafficking, slave farm. And it was our choice to make good out of it or bad. That's right. And I chose eventually to give my life to Jesus and do good. But then you go to these lukewarm churches that aren't worth two cents in my book. We're taking and, a knee, Betty. They're taking a knee. They've given up. And I felt so empty, and I felt like I needed to do something. And then I met you, Coach, and I met Randy Conway and Eileen and such warriors. And then half, sorry if I offend anybody because I'm going to defend Jesus. There's so many in this queue that are such warriors like Brett and Jeff and Emma and Mel. I could just go on, and I apologize if I miss your name. But then there's a few that could be doing more, you know. So I went to, thank God uh, for Jeff, <laughs> I went to Mount Vernon. I have started in St. Clairsville, and now I go up there and see Jeff once in a while with his street preaching and whatever. And I tell you what. It is the greatest feeling just to be able to yell in that microphone so the whole Mount Vernon hears me because I do have a big mouth. And um, 
I don't know, you just get such a, 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 you just feel good about yourself, even though it's a bad thing that you're out there trying to do something good. So, but whoever shall offend one of these little ones who believe in me, it was better yeah. for him that a millstone would hang around his neck and that he'd be drowned in the depth of sea. Well, I would love to purchase a bunch of millstone for some of these pedophiles hmm. and assist them to his, be an assistant suicide person here. We should at least tell them. We should at least tell them, right? Shouldn't and be afraid I, to tell them. If you love them, you're going to tell them. Exactly. And be, and and over the years, you know, through you and all these wonderful warriors here, I I've realized that he's given me the power to tread on serpents and uh, scorpions to in, overcome our enemy, and that no harm will come to me. And you know what? If no if harm would come to me, I know I am standing on the blood of Jesus, and God will take care of me. He will protect me. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. God bless you, Betty. Yes, and also I was going to say I did order two more posters from Created Equal because I did bring a friend with me. Yeah. I, I talked to Donna the other day, and she's been talking about coming up there, and she's just an amazing woman. And I told her I'd drive to Springfield and get her, and she said, no, 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 it's too far. But we're going to figure out a way of getting her up there and let her speak her piece too. That would be awesome. Thanks for all you do, Betty. Amen. Lynn. Good morning, everybody. Uh, so, so it was it was quite a quite an event, quite a day uh, going to Cincinnati. We were like the Pied Piper group, and as we pulled into the city, uh, of course, right at noontime, uh, Coach, you you blow the shofar, and uh, that that was kind of the kickoff. Uh, we uh, once we so. The Bengals were playing, so everybody was, people were looking for parking spots. People were uh, milling around. Some of the streets were closed off. So, so we were really parading in front of everybody that was there, but we were almost invisible. People, we were more of a curiosity because of that shofar that you were carrying. That aroused curiosity in people, and some people came up and asked what that was. And of course, you went on to explain, you know, uh, the, the significance of the shofar. But it was it was great. Uh, we started out the day. Uh, George started. It led us in prayer to start with. I prayed a prayer. Um, we all gathered together, and each each of us took turns reading uh, the declarations and decrees. Uh, and after we were done, we walked. We did the Jericho walk around the building, and as we walked, we staked the building. We staked yeah. the four corners and the entrance. Uh, now we didn't have stakes, but we had staking cards that we, uh, that we hid. And, uh, so, um, it was just a great day and there's, there's nothing like, there's nothing like action to raise your faith. Yeah. Your your faith. Faith. Don't you want to just pound your chest? Huh? When you get done, don't you just want to, you accomplished it. You faced the fear. You went and did it. You were obedient. That ought to, that ought to, yeah. And by the way, and also Mel had her anointing oil and she anointed uh, each of our feet uh, yeah. as so uh, as we walked around, uh, wherever our feet touched, we we took we declared that ground uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, yeah. But she also anointed the building as we as we went along. She was anointing and, and we walked right by the police. Of course, some of the streets were closed up and there were police near the barricades. 
didn't say a word to us. And there was a building guard when we got to the end of the, the other side of the building. He was in like a little, like a little house, like a little, you know, yeah. like a toll booth kind of thing. And uh, he was just watching his monitor. He didn't say a word. <laughs> See, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, Glenn, that we think that uh, we, the people, think we need permission to go on government ground. That ought to tell us something right there, right? Huh? Yeah. What are you people doing here? We're praying here. What? What? Can't pray here. That's that's what. See, yeah. it's a, it's a beast, man. It's a beast we're fighting. Yeah. But we were nobody approaches. There was no nobody police. I mean, there were police officers standing around uh, because yeah. of the you know the people uh, and football the, game. You know, the football were, game that was football traffic. Sure. Amen. Amen. Appreciate you, Glenn. For sure, Joe Allen. Yeah, I had every intention just to go into Columbia and hitting the people there and show them what we have done. But the Holy Spirit taught, told me to show what we have done. So Carol and I went to, to two hours away to Alberton. Mm. Now, I don't know how to show the pictures, but I sent it to Coach and on the tread that we're on. The, the guy, guy Albertson's where the guy stones. I, I went to the guy stones. Read Randy's declare declaration and showed what we have done. Amen. Because we went, said, we went. I oh, know you can't see it. We went and we we walked the guide stones, prayed over the guide stones. Well, I'm sorry about that. And those babies came down, didn't they, Joe? Those babies. Yes, sir. Amen. Monument to faithfulness. Do what the Lord asks you to do. Amen. Amen. Jeff Klein, then Judah. Coach, I just the next time Emma and Betty get to the square, I'm going to introduce them to Holly. So everybody pray for this girl, or Haley, I should say. It's not Holly. Haley. You know, and this is kind of a result of going to the square all the time and doing the church in the garage. Four or five weeks ago, that one guy comes to the car lot in the middle of church and garage. He's got a gun on him. He ends up crying. I prayed for him. He left. He come back. Now he's saved in church. He's come to the, just fired up. You know, the guy's got one of man buns on his head, tattoos all over him. Cops pull him over. So then we got Haley, that girl a year ago. They did the typical thing. They led her to the Lord a year ago in the, in the garage, and then she's gone. Well, now she comes back. She's got an ankle bracelet on her ankle. She's screaming out and crying. She got demons in her. I mean, her life's a wreck, a wreck. Every cop in town knows her. The courts know her. She's fought with her dad, blackened his eyes. I mean, her life is a wreck. Wednesday, she's calling the uh, the Mormon church. She's calling the Adventist church. She's calling all these churches trying to get somebody to save her, help her. And nobody, no answers. She she calls me crying and flipping out. And I know her dad and I know her brother. And I said, Haley, what are you doing right now? I'm not about it. I said, get over here to the garage. She comes over. And I mean, she's a mess. She is a mess. There's people coming out of the garage. Some of them are looking at us back at the picnic table like, what is going on in here? I got a Bible out for her. I got one out for me. I went through demons and different things. And, you know, like you're talking earlier, I, I couldn't unleash the power on her. I said, Haley, only you can accept that power from the Holy Spirit. You got to want it. It can't 
throw it on you. We can't bathe you in it. Oh, she was talking about stuff like, I need to drink holy water. I need to drink some blood. I need to eat some charcoal. She heard all these stupid things, you know what I mean? Movies and books. And so ended up, went through all this with her. And I went to different scriptures about demons and stuff. But then I went to Psalms 91. She opened up her Bible. I give her one. She opened it up. We both went there. And I went through every every verse in Psalms 91 with her. She would read it, and then we'd talk about it. She'd read the next one, we talk about it. She sat there and read Psalms 91 after that, out loud in the garage, people walking in and out. She was on Psalms 110 the next time, next thing I knew. I mean, continuous, just reading about 20 Psalms. So then we take her straight down to the church Wednesday night with Pastor Matt. And Pastor Matt ran the people out of the church, told them all to leave, because then people wouldn't have been able to handle this situation. It was just smart how he did that. He knew. He's like, listen, I want Elizabeth, Janice, and JC, stay here with me and Haley. Everybody else leave. And it was just, it was great how he handled it. So we ended up with, oh, it was an hour session with her. I mean, it was nuts. Nuts. But ended up with a picture. Pastor Matt had her, Janice and Elizabeth, standing with her up by the altar. And this girl was smiling. The biggest smile you ever seen on her face. So she got that picture of them three women together. The next day on Thursday, yesterday, I'm at the lot. And Matt asked her, Pastor Matt asked her Wednesday night. He said, Haley, what made you think to go, go see Jeff, JC? But it was in the back of her mind. We're on the square. We're in the garage. Where You know, she just knew that was where she could go. So yesterday she walks in. A couple of the guys were there. One guy looked as she walked in. It was noon. She hadn't slept all day. She burnt tarot cards through the night. Elizabeth went with her. They burnt some stuff at her house. She still got a bunch more. I've offered a bonfire for her. We're going to burn more. But she walks in that garage, and I told her I'm going to introduce her to Stephanie. She walks in the garage yesterday about noon, hadn't slept all night. Somebody said, Haley, how you doing? She put both fists up in the air and screaming, I'm good. I'm good. She's smiling. So when Betty was talking about it, I thought, I'm going to introduce Haley to these ladies next time we're on the square. And we are also, I'm looking at probably going up next week and get the permit again for all of October. Every yeah. So we're just going to keep continuing this. And JR called me yesterday, an idea for one of our Saturdays. One of the Saturdays, we'll do a J6 thing on the public square. You know, so, that'd be good. That'd be good. So we're going to get after it. So there'll be more Saturdays. And I get oh. to go to the wedding tomorrow with my mechanic. And they've asked me to pray at the wedding for him. Oh. And I thought, man, this is going to be great. 175 people this wedding. And, and Monkey, my mechanic, and nickname's Monkey, asked me, he said, him and his fiance said, will you pray at our wedding? And I said, I would be honored to. I said, I was going to do it anyways. I said, but I'm glad you asked me. So Amen. it'll be don't good. Take, don't take a knee. <laughs> I know you won't. Bless you, Jeff. George and Judah. Thank you. Good morning. We're called to make disciples. You're making mm -hmm. disciples, Jeff. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about that, going down to Cincinnati, that was my first time, you know, going to anything like that. And when I got down there, when we got there, it was a little overwhelming. Everybody had the Burrow shirts on, Joe Burrow shirt. And um, so I was... I felt distracted and uh, I felt like I was, you know, ineffective there. But at the same time, at the same time, it was, it was powerful. 
it was really good to be a part of it. And um, with the Jericho March and the anointing oil and with that, you blew the shofar outside of the window of the car when it hit night 12 o'clock because we weren't parked yet. We were looking for a parking spot. Right. And um, I just say thank you. Thank you for letting me, leading me to want to do something like this. And um, Mr. Producer, if you could please hook me up on the thing there to send me what the actions are because I'm, I'm getting the invite to the thing in the morning. But can you just send me everything, please? Thank you. Do you know? Do you know what he meant there, Spencer? Just make sure he's on the list. I think is what he's saying. Gotcha, George. Judah. I'll send you a copy. What's that? Thanks, yeah, okay. yeah, I'm in. Judah. Hey, uh, I was on the call earlier, and uh, I misspoke indeed. Is the Congressman of Ohio, tenth district, Mike Turner from Dayton, Ohio? And uh, got his little poster boy with uh, Zelensky and uh, was uh, promoting him and saying how he was supporting Ukraine. So for those people who are in the, um, the assault of prayer and authority, put that on your, uh, on your board and pray over that. Send him some mail. Let him know he's been identified. And um, so I just want to make sure people understand that name, um, Turner. So, uh, Mike, Mike Turner. And I, you've, been, you've been identified, my friend. And on top of that, um, going back to uh, Roger mentioned about uh, Dion, talked about head coaches. Dion said something that was pretty interesting. And, and, I, and I, I'm not aware of the time frame yet of when Dion had his coming out for Christ. He's bold as a lion now. In the NFL, he was not bold as a lion in Christ the way he is today, right. he is not ashamed to tell the truth. But he said something that was very powerful. He was talking about the coach. He's like, you know what? I could leave the field. I didn't have to be there. He's like, matter of fact, a lot of you guys don't even know this, but Trudor, he called all his plays in the first half hmm. as a quarterback. Now you think about that. There's an offensive coordinator. You give power and authority to your quarterback to call his own plays? Now, I'll tell you what, that's called coachability. That's called teaching the next generation to think Amen. for themselves. That's called winning at its finest because, you know what? Yeah, a coach is meant, a father is meant to be able to empower the next generation to be better than himself. And, uh, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's the real call of success is leading men to be greater than you. And that's one of the things we appreciate with appreciate about you coach is that you're always empowering people and next man up it's uh Amen. you know uh, Dion even said that he said hey next man up someone got injured next man up and then what coach always says what coach Saban used to say all the time make the play who's gonna make the play that's right somebody make the play somebody make the play that's exactly right uh, bless you Judd now friends listen are you look are you looking at me uh, I don't want to open up a can of worms about the Ukraine, but I can tell you this. If our Luciferian government wants to support the Ukraine, I'm very, very questionable about that. I don't know about you guys. Huh? Yeah, you really, you really think, you really, really think that this Luciferian government we have sort of supporting Ukraine, you think that's good for America? You really think that? No. I, 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 I mean, it's, it's un unbelievable how stupid people are. 
that that same government that's destroying us, they're destroying us by sending money to the Ukraine. Why? What's the big boogeyman about Russia, 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 Russia? What the hell's Russia doing? It's China. We're doing it to ourselves. Russia. It's a bait and switch. You want to know my opinion? Randy. I'm against yeah, the war in Ukraine. I don't want to. I don't want to give one more dollar to the Ukrainians. Not one more dollar. I want to give it to the people in uh, East Palestine. I want to give it to the. I want to give it to Americans. I want to give it to the people in Maui. I want to give it to. I don't want to give any. Not one more dollar to the Ukraine. That's my position. I don't care what the Republican position is. That's my position. Go ahead, Randy. No, you're right, folks. Ukraine is the deep state. It's where they're laundering, doing everything. So anybody that doesn't see that is just dumb. Coach, I want to say something here, and I don't care if everybody gets mad at me. But look, you've given us an hour, Coach, of a power-packed show. And and a lot of us, I've done it. I'm guilty. I'll put myself. Come in here and want to visit. Coach, this isn't the place to visit. This is the place to equip and to empower and to be changed and challenged. Look, we can visit after the show. We can visit on the phone. We can visit. Folks, listen to me. This is a time to be equipped. So get it. If, if you can't get in the flow with what coach is doing, go take a nap, whatever. But get in the flow with the Holy Spirit. I have been so grieved, coach, a few times here because I love everybody, okay? Get mad at me, but get over it. Stay in the flow of the Holy Spirit, folks. Come on. That's Amen. all I have to say, Coach. Amen, man. Amen. 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 Look, here's what, here's what it is. Most of you have been ra- raised in a Christianity where you're not allowed to have an opinion. You go there, the guy in the pulpit tells you what to do, what to believe, what to say, what to think. And so when it comes to the point where you actually make your Christianity your own, when you realize that there's no mediator between you and the Lord. When the same Holy Spirit that is in Rick Warren is in you. It's the same Holy Spirit. And that Rick Warren doesn't have a pipeline to Christ, to Christ that you don't have. And your pastor doesn't have a pipeline to Christ that you don't have. And the problem isn't the Holy Spirit. The problem is you and your lack of obedience and willingness to exercise that gift that's put in you. The Bible says, stir up that gift that's within you. You have that gift. We all have that gift. Many of you have never been taught that you're worthy to exercise it, that you're worthy to speak, that you're worthy to stand up, that your opinion matters, that you're allowed to question, you're allowed to think differently, you're allowed to to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that's the opposite of what we want try to do here. And no matter how much they call us a cult, no matter, this is the most free thinking place that you can go. You can think and say whatever you want to here, and then anybody going to criticize you. And to some of you, that's a hindrance. Because you're being used to spoon, being spoon fed. You're, some of you have only been fed milk. And you've never then learn to eat the meat and spit out the bones. That's what we try to do here. Your opinion matters. Your questions are valid. Your belief is valid. But that doesn't mean we can't throw it on the table and dissect it and leave friends. And if you're clinging to your theology, 
rather than to the truth, I can't help you. I want to know the truth because it's not my theology that sets me free. It's the, it's the truth. And That's it. You, Pass the soul. The, some the, of the you mist. have such a gift inside of you that you've never exercised. Nobody's ever made a demand on it. We do here. What you say matters. Dale? Uh, hallelujah, Coach. You know, just a couple things. First thing, you know, we, we, we get in and... Uh, you know, we don't trust churches, you know, the organization of the church to give money to the church, right? We right. don't trust them. How can we trust our government even to say that they're going to give money to Maui? They're not. Listen, brother, that I'd rather give money to that feed the children thing and knowing that at least probably 40 percent is going to get to these kids. Most of this money's not going to get to no. where we want our money to go to in the how can we trust our government whatsoever? Now, here's another thing, Coach. I know this is off the subject, but, brother, this is coming, and you're going to hear more of it. This thing, and are you familiar with Dutch Sheets? Yes. Okay. Good guy, right? So he prophesied back in the 90s that revival was going to come up the Mississippi River, not down the Mississippi, but up the Mississippi. I, I think I mentioned this yesterday. Louisiana right now, this, the, the water is starting to come back up the Mississippi because of the drought through the middle really? United. Yeah, brother, listen, this is right now, uh, the, the urgency, you can't go into a Sam's Club and find water right now. It's huge, brother. It, I'm just telling you, this thing is coming. It's going to start hitting the news. It's starting to hit uh, St. Bernard Parish and all of them. They're having to go out of their parish to get ice and water for the restaurants because the water has become barackish, salted. Salt, right? water. The, salt water going up into the Mississippi. Up, back up because of the no rain up in the Midwest, no rain up there, no rain. We're 25 inches below our normal rain here in Louisiana. So 80% of the population is on the Mississippi River where we all get our drinking water from, brother. And wow. October, I think it's October 4th or October 6th, they're saying that it's going to start hitting New Orleans and Jefferson Parish. Well, brother, I'm telling you, I'm getting phone calls and all this other stuff and, and my sons and stuff. But anyway, this is, this is going to be a clarion call because there's going to be such a drastic need for just drinking water. Wow, it's wow, absolutely wow. huge. But here, I want to go back to the spirit thing. Listen. God takes tragedy and makes it triumph, right? Yeah. Dutch Sheet says, listen, in order for the revival to come back up the Mississippi, guess what? The water is going to flow up the Mississippi. And so this is what's becoming right now, brother. So I rejoice. I rejoice in that. My family's prepared. I have three dehumidifiers, right? This is common sense, right? Not yes. only that, we have AC systems. I can cut my drain line and guess what? I can get all the water I need all day long. And most people don't think like that, coach. They just go sporadic and they go nuts. Lastly, I love the keychains that uh, that Craig and Bob and all of them have done. I've bought in 50. We're probably going to do 100 when we do our gas giveaway. I'm, I'm thinking about a design Coach, when we go to the abortion clinics and we we confront these these witches, is is buying little millstones, little millstone keychains, and oh, give yeah, them yeah. give give yeah. them this look in remembrance of me, little millstone keychains to give to them. That's all I got, Coach. But oh, we we do need to we do need to talk about this, brother, because this is going to affect at least just in Miss just in Louisiana. And listen, it's not going away. 
I was walk. I don't watch the news, but I'm watching it because I just have to keep it on top of this. This they're not saying this is not going to be a short term fix. They say this is going to be several months before things get back to normal. Yeah. Several months. So, uh, hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Wow. Korean. Good morning. Morning. So I was going to mention something else, but then Dale talked about um, the concern on the drinking water. I've got a link in the chat, and it talks, uh, this is part one. There's also part two, uh, Deborah Tavares, who has been in the fight for a long time. Anyway, she is in uh, Northern California, and she is talking about using not being able to have water as a weapon. And she talks about Alabama. She talks about St. Louis, Missouri. Um, there are five different cities that are on the, I guess, on the list. And that's at minute 30, 44 of that one link. Anyway, the, the concern is that um, they will take down the cities course anytime there's information put out sometimes things change and then it looks like a, a it's like a lie or whatever but my um that's a side note what i was going to ask initially is if you had the opportunity to be on a city council on a board of supervisors on a board of commission um, would you now knowing what you know now would you take up that opportunity and try to work inside the system or would you stay outside the system and still further the kingdom of God? I would infiltrate and try to change the system. In fact, not only that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> when you get inside the system, then things are exposed. So I would, I would take every opportunity I could to get involved. But don't compromise. People get involved for power. Most, most people who run for political office don't run as public servants. They run because of the power associated with it. So that's what, that's what you're going to see. Run, I say. Keith. Yes, sir. According, well, the pastor was talking about the air conditioning and humidity, whatever. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that how the uh, Legionnaire's disease came around? Something like that out of the air conditioning system? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I do it's know this. You can't drink salt water. I know that. So, yeah, I think they were having a convention, and that's where everybody gets sick. That's they all had something for you to check out. I don't. I don't yeah. know that one, Keith. Good thought, though. Randall. <clears throat> yeah, I just tried the sending my congressman Mike Turner an email. No, the only address I can get is you got to go to his. Uh, yeah, you, you, you have to go to his page and submit a form, and then you, you have to get past the uh, yeah, I am yeah. on captcha thing, and and it, and it won't let, let me pass that because I wrote a very critical message to him. I, I am so sick of this guy. He's been my congressman for way too long, and he should be the he should be the leader of the unit party. That guy, I, I just I can't wait to see him go. What's his name? What's his name? Mike, Mike Turner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a system, though. See, they put those guys, they put them in there on purpose, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, and then they play the Republican-Democrat game, and we think, oh, boy, we'll get some Republicans in there. It's all just a mess. It's all just a freaking mess. 
Johnny Burkeen. Come on in, Johnny. Be good. How you doing, Johnny? Uh, doing better than I deserve. I love you guys. Uh, I, I, Keith was just saying something about the air condition, and I remember when we were at uh, did the OSA event in Kentucky. They did the rescue there. We were sharing a hotel with some kind of satanic thing going on. Yeah. And I got I got pneumonia there, and some other people were complaining about the air in the hotel that uh, was making them sick. But uh, when I got home there was some kind of rat dead rat in the back of the truth truck that had a weird growth on it wow. that I, I don't know what it was, but uh, I think that I did get sick from that air condition there. Yeah. You should have been wearing a mask, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they tell you, so, right? so coach, I'm going to jump in real quick on the drinking AC water. It has nothing. It's not legionnaires whatsoever. All that water is, is that water is a condensation from going over coils. That's all it is. What it lacks, it lacks your minerals. It lacks that. It's like, honestly, what it becomes is distilled water. You know what? Yeah. Distilled water is safe to drink. Yeah. Amen. I'm with you. I'm with you. I see. I, I get it. And then Roger Gates. Come on, Roger. Yeah, what, what Dale said about the water supply. Uh -huh. You know, they, the, the, the Henry Kissinger once said, he who controls the food controls the people. Well, it's going to be even more so with water. It is. It is. It and, is. Uh, down here in Florida, we have a water district. And they allowed Nestle to build a bottling plant on a spring uh, down here. This is some of the most pure water in the, in the country, you know. And Nestle is owned by conglomerate of people and one of the investments in there is from bill gates oh. so i'm telling you the, the water districts where people get water are going to be places that we're going to be going to just like a school board that's why i'm digging a pond baby huh that's why i'm digging a pond n-e-s-t-l-e-s -E nestle's makes the very best water that's where it's heading. i remember seeing an interview but must have been 20 years ago they asked the guy, somebody was talking about commodities, you know, gold, silver. And he said, well, I'll tell you what. He says the most valuable commodity commodity in the world is about to be fresh water. I'll never forget that 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Folks, if you think that we can screw around and God's not going to bring judgment as a result of it. Remember, judgment always brings us back to mercy. Always. Always brings us back. It's the most loving thing God can do is bring judgment. It straightens us out. Amen. George, then Randy. Yes, I just wanted to make mention, it could be a false flag, but I saw a video on October 14th, FEMA is going to roll out a test, and it's not a test. Yeah, at I heard 2 that PM. Yeah. Anyway, also so, I saw another one where they're taking Walmarts and they're gutting them, completely gutting them, and they're making them into a military place with I'm talking about fences at the top with barbed wire all around them. You're not allowed to cross over the line there. And it's in a lot of these states. I'll, I, if, if you're on Telegram, I can send it to you. But otherwise, it's hard for me because you've got to be on there for me to send it to. It's long. And, um, hey, George. Yeah. George, you're on page eight. We're on page 39. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Good. Sorry. Uh, you'll catch up to us. God bless you, though, man. Keep digging, Randy. Coach. Uh, what we're getting ready to do, and everybody's going to do this, I believe, that wants to be action-oriented, is we're going to start declaring and decreeing personally 
to these congressmen, senators, state reps, governors. We are going. God is going to put in your heart, and you are you are going to decree to them, and you're going to declare to them that they they are at their day of repentance or or perishing. I mean, Amen. God, I mean by perishing, their days are numbered to what they're all, they're they're going out. Coach, I'm telling you, this decreeing and declaring thing is catching on. It is way bigger than our little group. It it's sure catching is. on, and everybody's hearing this. And and I'm telling you, these politicians, Satan, he 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 owns the politicians. But you know what? He's not gonna he's not gonna be forever. And whenever the righteous people are gonna get to, they're gonna get voted in because we're gonna turn this voting thing over. Righteousness is coming back. When the peop, the righteous rule, the people rejoice and when the wicked rule they mourn coach so i'm telling you if you can't see this then you go stay in your theology of darkness and, and god doesn't care about anything and it's over then just wait him out that's fine but you're going to watch god do some great mighty things in our nation if you know amen I, i'm telling you baby hey randy sun's coming up and ain't going down <laughs> amen coach you you speaking and i really appreciate you speaking yep. the truth sun's coming up it ain't going down and you know what the sun's going to do going to bring light and it's going to expose a lot of things why because the lord loves justice and judgment and he told us there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed baby the sun is coming up get your flashlight get ready start exposing some stuff joe allen then i gotta run go joe and as we talk about ukraine this past weekend Biden gives millions of dollars to to the World Bank, and turn around and they show you know they're they're blatant, telling the way it is. They're showing their colors. World Bank's turn around giving that money to the Clinton Foundation yeah, to help restore Ukraine. Folks, listen, to, right. listen, listen to me. The money isn't even real. The money isn't That's right. even real. They're just printing the money. They inflate everything. And then they inflate your property, tell you it's worth $400,000 so they can get more money out of you. And we, got, we have to come to the realization exactly what's going on. It's a mundur- because the money means nothing. Folks, look, they just print money. They just print it. They don't need your taxes. They just print it. We're trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. Evidently, they don't need your money. Everything keeps operating anyway. Why? Because they're just printing money. It's all fake. And they use that to keep us in prison. That's what that's what's going on. Sad. Yeah. And the, you got the Clintons showing their evil hand again, putting their sticky fingers into it. Well, we got to help Ukraine restore their buildings and their home life. Continuously. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We want to take care of a. Uh, we want to take care of illegal immigrants and Ukrainians, and let the people in South Palestine perish. It's unbelievable. Sun's coming up. Got to run. Blessings. Come on, sign up. Noon tomorrow. We'll see you.